0: Log Talk Radio. Let me tell you about something new. A new show called G's Power. Power. Real talk for real saints. Are you ready? And it's for real.
1: All shows can be downloaded if you miss one or found on iTunes the next day. G's Power Hour is powered by Never Had It So Good Sports Media Network. Power Hour. Yeah. Hey, good morning, brothers and sisters, kings and queens, angels and saints, ladies and gentlemen. What a beautiful Friday. Happy Friday. Welcome to Gee's Power Hour on Never Had It So Good Entertainment. I am your host, Gee. Thanks so much for being with us today. One of our favorite days is the third Friday of the month, and that means we are spending Friday in the garden with Mr. Robert Bowden. Good morning, sir. How are you?
0: Good morning. It's a beautiful day out there. A little cool, yes, but it just right. Yeah, yeah, just right for being out in the garden and doing a little yard work.
1: Yeah, yeah. This is this is definitely the time. You know, you you, you want to break a sweat, but then you don't have to worry about the sun beating down on you a little bit too hard. You know, you kind of stay a little
0: cool. So it's perfect. Yeah, it's a great time to yeah. be out there. You, I spent some a little time this morning, uh, um, staking up some tomatoes and picking some green beans. So it's a good day. Perfect.
1: You having those green beans on the holiday table?
0: Oh, I have I have them all the time. I've got wax beans, and I've got some purple beans, and I've got some flat Italian beans. And uh, we cook those Italian beans. We put a little ham hock in there and uh, just cook them just about all day.
1: <laughs> oh, wow. Living, Sounds so good. car out of them. <laughs> Let me ask you, so do you make a bean salad?
0: No. You were talking no, about a different type of, um, you, you've
1: not done a bean salad? Oh, okay.
0: I mean, I eat bean salad out of the, out of the, um, can, but I don't make bean salad, you know, for, <laughs> for me, but, um, oh, okay. I do make, I do make, uh, um, beans with, uh, you know, cook them and then, uh, put some bacon in with them or something like that so and there's i i guess they do make your bean salad because it's cold uh mm-hmm. bacon and a little bit of onion in there yeah oh okay cool. and my, oh, wow oh my, my my collards are just unbelievable they just love this kind of weather and i water them every day they're just they're just begging me to pick them
1: you got those new year's day collards right Oh, yeah. It oh, took yeah. me,
0: we celebrated our 50th anniversary last week, and um, I I tell people it took me 50 years, but finally I got my wife. She finally figured out how to cook collards, and um, we have collards at least once or twice a week now. Mm,
1: wow. That's great. So what should we be doing with our garden? I mean, is this the time to be... Planting or cleaning out, um, feeding. What what should we be doing right about now? You know, it's well, kind of easy to neglect gardens, it when the, when you got the holidays. So that's what I'm wondering.
0: Yeah, in the vegetable garden, uh, you should be planting and growing everything. Um, you can. I'm, I'm thinking about the things that are growing in my garden right now. And there's collards, mm-hmm. and there's beans, and there's carrots, and lettuce. And um, what else am I growing? I got squash. I got potatoes growing. And um, lots and lots of uh, different kinds of lettuce. Lots of herbs, too. Growing some thyme and some parsley and some uh, green onions. So, you know, if you're not growing them now, you you better hurry because this is almost... January so you're going to have to start and I've got tomatoes oh my goodness I've got tomatoes I've got about 15 or 20 San Marzano tomatoes that I'm going to make for um tomato sauce and I've got lots of cherry tomatoes and but out in the yard now you should be growing a lot of different bedding plants lots of color so you could be growing petunias and marigolds and impatience and the list is pretty long and uh, of course you want to you know it's only what nine days away until christmas so you probably have um, some friends coming over for the holidays whatever it is you celebrate so you want to go to the Mm -hmm. store and buy yourself some some petunias or uh, maybe some impatience and real super easy to grow and throw those in the garden so make your make your house look real pretty for your, uh, for your Christmas guests. And um I wouldn't be um trimming any plants right now. Um Okay. It's not necessary. So uh, you can shape them a little bit if you want, but I wouldn't do any heavy pruning right now. And certainly don't want to prune any of your flowering plants like azaleas and so on, because you're going to be cutting off next year's flowers. So, Hold off until ah. after they flower and then prune them up. Um and then they'll set uh flowers. Never want to prune any flowering plants in Central Florida after the Fourth of July. Because any time after that you're cutting off next year's flowers. So
1: this is a oh, time
0: really, to really the you know, this Yeah. This is a no good idea. time to uh, you know, find some compost um, in bags or get a a load from the mulch yard and put that um, in your beds and turn that into the soil that will certainly help um, from uh, the nematodes nematodes are small little microscopic worms and they get in the root zone of the plants and they suck all the juice out juice and the nutrients and before you know it your plants die so, and we've discovered that they don't like good dirt. They don't like rich composted soil. So, you know, grab yourself a couple bags of compost from the um, garden center and throw that down and rake it in, or rototill it, or turn it under with a shovel, and that keeps the nematodes away for a while, anyway. And uh, the plants really like that, anyway. So, yeah, now's a good time to put some mulch down you know, around your beds, around your shrubs,
1: you know, mm-hmm. some of that heavy
0: work that you wouldn't want to do in the summertime you can do now. Okay, good to know.
1: So um, yeah, I wanted to get back to all these vegetables that you are growing. You can't possibly <laughs> be eating them all in one sitting or a couple of
0: sittings or whatever.
1: What do oh, you no. do with your excess?
0: Well, my garden is about 40 by 40 and it supplements uh, what I get at the store. You know, a lot of young people, when they start or when they think about um, growing a vegetable garden, they assume that they'll be able to grow enough food that they don't have to go to the grocery store to buy fruits and vegetables anymore. And that's certainly not the case. I mean... Uh, my garden is a big garden, and it okay. still doesn 't provide all the vegetables that I need for my wife and my son uh, and i so it 's a supplement to what we have so you know i may I may have uh, uh, cucumbers three or four times a week, but i don 't have them all the time. Uh, I mm-hmm. have cherry tomatoes you know I may have cherry tomatoes in my salad every night and I certainly don't need to buy lettuce at the store but we eat it up. Uh, Three people can eat a lot of fruits and vegetables that's for sure and now isn't a bad time to fertilize your fruit trees too. So if you have things like avocados or uh, if you have any orange trees left, uh, peaches, nectarines, plums um what else do we have out there lychees longans, sapote starfruit all those you can fertilize those now um sunnyland which is a fertilizer company in sanford florida mm-hmm.
1: it's a home
0: it's a homegrown company and those folks are really great to work with they uh, have created a new fertilizer and um it's a, on the bag you'll see numbers that'll say fifteen zero fifteen, and what that means is that it has uh fifteen parts of uh, nitrogen which helps plants grow, and then mm-hmm. it has the last one is potassium, and that gives you strong roots and stems um It doesn't need because we live in Florida, there's phosphorus in the soil. So you don't need to add that. So you grab a couple bags of 15015 at Lowe's or Ace Hardware, or um, I'm not sure where else they sell it, and uh, Mm -hmm. you can be fertilizing your plants now. Uh, Make sure you water it in really well. And um, it's, it's really, really going to help. I use that on everything. I use it in my vegetable garden. I use it on my palm trees. You know, sometimes palm trees get a little yellow on the bottom, and that's just a nutrient deficiency. So you add mm-hmm. some of that good uh, fertilizer. But you can fertilize everything with this stuff, and this is a good time of the year to do it. Just make sure you water it in really well. So there's some of those tasks that you can do this time of year. But back to the vegetable garden, you know, we're growing onions and we're growing uh, sugar snap peas. We're growing carrots. Like I said, we're growing uh Potatoes, I, I eat squash probably three or four times a week. Uh, you know, the yellow crookneck squash and the zucchini. I just love squash. I could have it just about every day. I know my son gets tired of it, but we sure enjoy it. And it's all pretty easy to grow. It doesn't take yeah. a lot of space. And even if you don't have a yard, you know, you can grow carrots and beans in a in a pot. So if all you got is a plastic pot, you can throw some potty soil in there and throw your some carrot seeds or bean seeds or lettuce, and you can grow that on a patio or a terrace. You just need eight hours of full sun. Don't try to grow it with anything less. But eight hours of full sun and a pot with some dirt in it, you'd be amazed at the things that you can grow in a pot like that. And a lot of people, you know, a lot of people live in apartments now as long as eight hours of, of sun, they'd be amazed how much they can grow.
1: So um, I wanted to ask you about uh, one of the times that you sp- spoke to me about um, blueberries, and you were saying they kind of needed to be in an area that was kind of swampy, I guess you, you were alluding to. It has to have a lot of water. Uh, they can't just grow in, in just the regular soil. Can you talk a little bit more they, about that, and what other types of plants that grow like that that maybe you can grow together?
0: Well, um, blueberries um, will grow in well-drained soil, but it has to be high in um, compost. So you want to add a lot of compost to it. But the big thing about blueberries is that the soil needs to be very very acidic so if you look on a scale of zero to 14 with um, seven being neutral you know it's uh, soil can be a little alkaline it can be uh, more like um, uh, more like lye i guess uh, the water that we drink is 8.3, so it's a little alkaline. The soil that we see growing in central Florida, all, of the, all the plants growing in the soil here in central Florida, all like a little bit of acidic soil. And fortunately, it comes naturally, so our soil is around 6 to 6.5. Now, you're probably asking yourself, why is that important? Well... Um, if the soil, if the plants that grow here like acidic soil, and for some reason the soil is alkaline, they can't absorb the nutrients that you put on the dirt and water in. They can't absorb it, so you have to get it just slightly acidic. And uh, you don't need to worry about your turf and stuff like that; they'll they'll do fine. But with blueberries. Blueberries need it very, very acidic. Um, you know, and again, more um, the lower the number, the more acidic it becomes. So, you know, at the far end of that scale would be something like battery acid. I mean, it's really acidic. So, um, you need to prepare soil um, that's going to be appropriate for blueberries. If you were to take blueberries and buy them at the store, and they're not cheap, they're like $12, 15 for a one-gallon pot, and you plant that in the ground without modifying the soil, it'll be dead in a year and a half or two. And so the nurseries, quite honestly, they love people buying their blueberries because most people don't modify the dirt, and they just keep dying. And then the people keep buying them because they want they want those darn blueberries. So what you have to do is grow them in a pot, or you have to modify the soil that they're growing in. Um, I always grow my blueberries in a in a box. I I buy uh, two by six, ten feet long, and uh, I buy a couple of them, and I'll nail them together, and then I'll fill that box with real fine pine bark. It's almost like dirt. And then I'll plant my blueberries in that. No dirt, just in a box. Plant the plants about four feet apart in that box and just water it and fertilize it four or five times a year. And as that bark breaks down, you know, with compost, compost itself, it'll release acid. And that's what the blueberries like. So, you can grow them in a big pot, you know something like uh you know twenty four inches in diameter and about eighteen inches tall. You can grow a blueberry in that, but you have to fill it with pine bark. You can't fill it with dirt because it just won't be acidic enough and I see people plant them in their yards, and a year later they're all dead and they go out and buy new ones, and they just don't understand why they're dying and it's not. It's not the plant's fault. It's because the soil just isn't acidic enough. So <clears throat> when you go to a U pick farm, they they don't plant their, you know, little, all the blueberries are grown in plastic pots, and then the, the farmers buy them, and then they put them uh, in rows, um, you know, about four to five feet apart and however long the row needs to be. But instead of putting them in the ground and modifying the soil, they'll just put them on top of the ground, and then they'll mound oak leaves around them. They'll make a little island, a long island, that's probably uh, three feet wide and 18 inches tall, and they'll put, that's all oak leaves. And eventually the oak leaves start to break down, and as they break down, they produce acid also, and that's what the plant's like, so you can plant them in the ground, but you're gonna to have to add a lot of uh, um, you have to um you'll have to grow them in a pot in I know people that have taken uh like twenty five gallon pots and buried them in the ground so the top of the pot is level with the ground, and then they filled that pot with pine bark and then planted a blueberry. I had a neighbor do that, and he's got a row that's probably 300 feet long, and uh, about every, I don't know, every 10 feet or so, he buried a pot in the ground up to the top, and he filled each pot with pine bark and then planted the blueberries in that. So he has a lot of blueberries, but it looks like they're growing in the ground when, in fact, they're growing in a pot. So you, you need to grow blueberries either in a pot or in a box um, otherwise they're gonna die on you and that's really all you need to do you just need to water them and fertilize them with that 15 0 15 every uh, every two months or so and uh, you'll have great blueberries cool
1: now what I was curious to know is are there other plants that are similar like similar similar to the blueberries In because I'm wondering, like, could, do you put a section of your garden where you say, "Okay, this particular section needs to be highly acidic, um, and, and all those things that qualify for for blueberries." I'm thinking, okay, what other things can I grow in in a similar environment?
0: That's a great question, Gretchen, and the answer is no. There's nothing <laughs> okay. else that need There's nothing else that needs that much um, acidic soil. So that's okay. why we grow them in very big pots or we'll mm-hmm. build. It's like building a sandbox. You know, you used okay. to have a sandbox when you were a kid, about four feet wide and four about four feet square. And uh, you just fill that. Instead of putting sand in there and all your little trucks and stuff, you just fill it with mm-hmm. pine bark and then you plant the blueberries right in that. It doesn't seem like they're going to grow, but they, you know, it doesn't take long for those roots from the from the container to start growing into that pine bark. So it's very, very specific. It's the only plant that we grow in Central Florida that needs that much acid. And that's why people have such a difficult time growing them, because it's the only one that requires that special care. Everything else in the garden, squash and beans and lettuce and all that, you can just scrape some dirt back. Drop a couple beans in there, and 60 days later, you're going to have beans to eat for dinner. Um, blueberries take a little extra care. Okay.
1: Well, that is very good to know. Um, because, yeah, you know, you you do get a little tired of, of oh, why this, isn't this working? And you go back and you think that it's something that you've done, and, and basically it's just a lack of knowledge. And once you know, then you yeah. can go ahead and do it correctly. So yeah. that's good to know.
0: Yeah, it's – a, in, uh, you know, I've written that the um, Florida Fruits and Vegetable Gardening book that you can mm-hmm. get online at Amazon or Lowe's. I think Target has it online. Bo- um, Barnes & Noble have it. And in there, mm-hmm. it gives you very specific instructions on how to grow all the different vegetables that we can grow and also all the fruit trees that we can grow. So fruit trees are probably the easiest plant to grow. requires the least amount of work, the greatest amount of production. So you can grow peaches and nectarines and lychees and mangoes, avocados. So you just plant them. Mm-hmm. and fertilize them a little bit and boom you've got avocados for some guacamole or you've got um uh, you've got some lychees or you've got mangoes you can grow all of those here in central florida it's pretty easy okay sounds sounds pretty good sounds good
1: yep so now yep. i i wanted to talk to you about uh getting back to to some of that uh I guess seeds versus uh, what? How should I put this? Seeds versus what is it when you cut a portion off? Um, uh, I don't know if it's a sapling or whatever, but you know when you, I guess, is it a graft or whatever? When you're trying to start a, a, a plant or or start you know an herb or a vegetable or, or whatever. What's the best are, – are there certain, I guess what I want to know, um, certain plants, certain vegetables, certain fruit, certain herbs that work better starting from a seed than starting from, let's say, uh, a small a sapling or, or something that you graft off?
0: Right. Well, most of your fruit trees – I said, many of your fruit trees are grafted. Okay. Um the the soil that we have in florida is not real good it's real sandy uh-huh. um the nematodes those little microscopic worms they attack the roots that grow in the soil uh because it's well drained it needs a lot of uh fertilizer often because it all leaches through so uh they they grow most of the ves- uh fruit trees That are grafted. All of your orange trees are grafted. Uh, Your avocados, your peaches, your nectarines, those are all grafted. Your mangoes, those are all grafted. So you have to buy them from the store unless you're um, a little more advanced in uh, horticulture or gardening. Now, if you're growing vegetables, um, everything is uh, grown from seed. So you, you grow um, tomatoes from seed and beans from seed and lettuce. Now, there's some things like uh, potatoes. So you go uh, to the store and you buy some organic grown potatoes, and you put them mm-hmm. out on the counter, and you let them sprout a little, and then you simply – cut that potato in half and then stick that into a, a trench about six inches deep um, and then cover it up and boom, you got potatoes. So um, fruit trees are grafted vegetables. Most of all of them are grown from seed. There's nothing that's grafted there. So your tomatoes, your lettuce, your beans, all of that is all grown from seed. Now, Your shrubs are different. Shrubs, you can actually take a piece off of a plant and put it into a flower pot with uh, some potting soil and keep it moist and out of the full sun. And the tip of that cutting that's underneath the top of the soil um, can actually produce roots on the stem called rooting or or taking a cutting and rooting that. So you can go, right now you could go out to your azalea and take some pieces of your azalea plant, about six inches long, and take all the leaves off with the last uh, two inches or so and stick that stem into the ground. And in about um, six months, you're going to see some roots growing on that. And then, you know, once it's got a lot of roots, you can either put it into a larger container to grow large roots, or if you're very careful, you can just put it right out into the garden. So a lot of shrubs can be done that way. Um, And it's not hard. And there's a lot of good information online on how to take cuttings on shrubs. Now, general trees... Like sweet gums and maples and cypress trees and those are much more difficult and we don't usually take cuttings of those unless you have lots of equipment um, that will, will provide a mist uh, so the um, it gets really complicated so trees trees are tough but seeds from trees are real easy so you can take maple seeds or you can take um, sweet gum seeds uh, and you can grow those easily from seed. We do it all with the pine trees, super easy. So shrubs, yes, as cuttings, trees from seeds, and vegetables um, primarily from seed, and herbs are primarily from seed also. Um, things like Rosemary would be a cutting, but everything else would be from seeds. So parsley, and this is important. You know, when you're sowing seeds of things like chives and parsley, uh, if you look carefully at the plants that you can buy at the grocery store, you'll notice there isn't one parsley plant. There isn't one chive. There's many. So if you want to grow chives in a pot, or in your garden, you're going to have to put you know 15 or 20 seeds in a four inch pot and cover those up with soil and they'll sprout. And the same thing with parsley, you have a lot of little plants, and that is and that's the only that would be the exception. So you want to put one plant, uh, one seed in a pot or one seed in a cell pack, um, and grow them that way. But uh, mm-hmm. most of the vegetables grow from seed. Oh, wow. That's good to know.
1: So we're going to take a quick break, and then when we come back, I want to ask you about Christmas gifts in terms of maybe some pool replacement or, you know, some starter kits. So, Robert, can we talk about that when we come back?
0: You bet. i got lots of great ideas.
1: I know you do. Okay. (laughs) So if you have questions for Robert, the number is 516 3871944 3871944 we're taking a quick break this is Dee's power hour I never had it so good entertainment and we will be right back
0: over the past 60 years dove beauty bar's superior formula has remained unchanged but when it comes to beauty everything changed together we redefined beauty we said no to stereotypes and yes to every type we let go of judgments and embraced what makes us unique We're proud to have been there with you, caring for you every step of the way. Here's to the next 60 years. This is Douglas Dobbs of Dobbs Cremation and Funeral Service. We have served the Central Florida community for 29 years with quality funeral and cremation services. Honoring all religions and faiths, we have been here for many grieving families. Whether it's a complete funeral service with a burial or a simple dignified cremation, Dobbs Cremation and Funeral Service is here for you. Located at 430 North Kirkman Road at the 408 Expressway, Dobbs Cremation and Funeral Service, 407-578-7720. Dobbs, dedicated to serving our families.
1: Good afternoon, happy Friday, and welcome back to G's Power Hour on Never Had It So Good Entertainment. I'm your host, G. Thanks so much for being with us today. Here with Robert Bowden. It's the third Friday of the month. Friday in the Garden on G's Power Hour. And if you have questions, please. The number is five one six three eight seven one nine four four. All right, Robert. It's the season to maybe get some new tools. Uh, you know how do you how do you uh, please the gardener in the in your family or You know, maybe get somebody started on that, especially a young person.
0: Yeah. Um, There are a lot of great tools, and some are a little more expensive, but there are many that are not very expensive, and uh, I remember getting them years and years ago, uh, and I still have them. I just turned 70, and I know I've got some tools in my garden shed that are at least fifty years old, so um you know gardeners are always interested in in good quality gardener uh tools garden tools um as an example um, you go to the store and you look in the garden tools section. you see all sorts of and uh at different price points as well um Fiskars is one that comes to mind right away. Most of their tools are made of plastic, and uh, if someone's really interested in growing or growing plants, whether it be vegetables or in the garden, um, I I wouldn't recommend spending any amount of money on uh, tools made of plastic or even. I mean, I hate to say this, but even Fiskars tools um they don't last very long and they're they're made in uh Europe I want to say they're in Sweden or Norway and um the tools are just funky and I know they're sort of interesting they have interesting handles and things like that but stay away but try to find a a a garden trowel for instance it's just a simple garden trowel that you use uh, to plant uh, flowers in the garden, um, try to find one that's one solid piece. And the ones I use um, are made out of one solid piece of aluminum. And then they have uh, a plastic handle on them. And they, I've had those for probably 20 or 25 years. And... Um, You can dig in clay, you can dig in sand, and uh, they'll hold up, and they'll last you a very long time. They're not any more expensive than some of the uh, tools that you can find at a garden center or a home improvement store. But so many people buy wooden handles with a a little uh, steel stem, and then it's welded onto uh, the trowel blade. And if you use that for any length of time, it's going to break. So, see if you can find a trowel that is one solid piece. And you can go online, and you can find those. And that would be um, a well appreciated um, gift for any gardener. Um, we also, I might get,
1: um, I might get one for myself a- for Christmas. <laughs> No, I was just saying, yeah. that sounds yeah. like a gift for myself.
0: <laughs> yeah, just just go on, just go online and you can find them. The other thing that um, gardeners use all the time, and that's hand clippers. And again, you can buy a really inexpensive Fiskars plant uh, trimmer, you know clippers, hand clippers, uh, and you're just wasting your money. When you buy, there's two different kinds. One um, has blades that cut like a pair of scissors, and then there's another type that has a flat blade, and then you simply, when you pull the handle, when you squeeze the handle, it simply cuts the stem against that stationary um, piece of metal. And ultimately, um, that blade, you um, becomes dull. It's very, very difficult uh, to sharpen them again. So um, for many years, I've used a variety um, um, called Fiskars, F-I-S-K-A-R-S, Fiskars. Now, when you go online and, and you look at the price, you're going to think I'm crazy for recommending those. But Fiskars or Corona have very good hand clippers. And I'll tell you, if you have that pair, you'll never, ever need to buy another pair. You will always have those. I've got got one in in all my trucks and all my cars because you never know when you're going to see something you want to take a cutting of. Um, And it has a couple interesting parts to it. One, uh, they're made of aluminum. Which are very lightweight, they have nice red plastic handles so you can walk you can see them uh, in the grass when you lose them out of your uh, out of your uh, gardening and uh, the blades are replaceable, so if you're like my family, you know dad keeps all of his uh, tools and in, in the garden shed and when the kids are little, you know they'll go into the garden shed and they'll find dad's tools, and they'll take them out into the yard, and they'll cut stuff with them that shouldn't be cut with a good pair of hand clippers. You know, they'll cut wire and metal and stuff like that, and when you go to use them, they're duller. They've got all kinds of little pits and pieces broke out of it. So it's important to buy some clippers that um, um, have replaceable. So you're looking for a, a a good corona, C-O-R-O-N-A, a good corona uh, pair of clippers, um, which have replaceable blades. Those are good for you. Um, the other thing that many gardeners like, and I have to admit I start using one as well, and that's um, you, you get a little bucket from, you know, a five-gallon bucket from, one of the home improvement stores. And then they make these little uh, pocket things made out of canvas, and they fit over the top of the bucket, and you can put all of your garden tools in there. So instead of putting your hand clippers uh, in your um, in your pants pocket and putting holes in your shorts, uh, you can put them in these little pockets, and you don't have to keep running back and forth um, to your garden shed. And um, I like that a lot. That really helps. And there's one more thing that's really, really helpful, and that is uh, it's a collapsible um, container. Usually it's made of plastic or some sort of canvas, and it folds up flat. It's circular like a garbage can, but um, you can fold it flat, and... It has two little things on it. You hold it in place, and you can hang it up on the wall. It doesn't take any space. And then when you want to use it, you take it off the wall, and you unhook it, and it expands into uh, a nice little container that you can put all your weeds and things in, dump that into a trash can, and it's very lightweight. I've got some that are probably every bit of 15 years old, and it doesn't take any room. In your garden shed, and um, it's a, it's a great way to um, you know put all your weeds and stuff in. Another thing you might want to think about, because you know we don't uh, we don't really know what you want as a gardener, so why not consider getting um, a gift card? Um, Johnny's Selected Seeds. Um, Burpee, B-U-R-P-E-E, you know, they, they have gift cards. And um, we, we, in fact, um, offer gift cards to people that attend their, uh, the classes that I teach uh, at Lou Gardens. And, uh, you know, someone at the end of that class will leave with a, a, a gift card from a seed company. That way they can buy their seeds, whether it be vegetables or flowers or herbs, they can buy what they want. You don't have to think about that. You can uh, get them, and they'll send them to you, um, and there's still time to do that. So there's just some good ideas of some things uh, that you – good hand clippers uh, get certificate to a seed company – If you you want to spend a little extra money, what about a a plain old ordinary wheelbarrow? I know that sounds kind of silly, but a good wheelbarrow with a plastic body on it, not a metal one, uh, because the plastic will never rust out. You're gonna use it a lot, carrying fertilizer and stuff like that. So make sure you get one that's made of plastic. And one more point, and I am i don't mean to spend a lot of time on it, but try to get a plastic body with a solid core tire. Now, I may not sound like much, but sometimes when I go to use a wheelbarrow and it's a flat tire, um, it gets really aggravating. So you can buy a wheelbarrow with a plastic body and a solid core tire, and it never goes flat, and it'll last you a lifetime. So if you want to spend a little bit more money over you know right at a hundred dollars for somebody, a nice wheelbarrow would work and that's something you really look out for. Look for a plastic body that won't rust and uh, make sure that you have a solid core tire. So those are some things I think might be uh, from inexpensive to expensive for your gardening friends.
1: Good. Some great ideas, and, and like I said, I know one of those. I think I'll just invest in for myself, and that's that uh, trowel. So, um, what about? And we we talked. Um, you alluded to it earlier. I, I do want to get back to maybe things that you can do um, if you have a limited amount of space, like you know maybe just a a, a porch or a patio area, not necessarily a yard. Um, are, are there? Yeah. Are there? Let's say. Uh, Plants, or that you you have better success with in an environment like that than than others.
0: Um, well, first of all, it's important um, if if you're giving them as gifts, um, mm-hmm. any any plant will work. You just have to remember um, that some plants like shade and some plants like sun. So mm-hmm. make sure when you buy your plants and you put them into a container, you know, at your front door or out on your patio, um, that you put like plants together. One you know, okay. I get a lot of calls, a lot of emails from people who um you know, some of their plants in their containers are doing real well and some are doing very poorly. And they send me a picture and I look at it and sure enough they've they've taken some plants that really like full sun and put them in Mm -hmm. pots with plants that like deep shade. So make sure that you put plants that like sun together with other plants that like sun and shade plants with shade plants. Um, Otherwise, you know, half of them are going to do well in this. Some of them aren't. But uh, if you're looking for um, things for people who don't have a yard, you can always buy containers. Um, And we Uh like, as much as I like um, the terracotta, the red clay containers, um, Mm -hmm. the problem is they're made of clay and they're porous. And you're going to fill that up with potting soil and put plants in there. You're going to water it. And because it is porous, the clay actually draws the water out of the soil into the environment. It evaporates. It, It through, through the red clay, so mm-hmm. we really we, I didn't want in the past I didn't recommend plastic pots because they were so ugly and they were absolutely horrible, but they have mm-hmm. come a long way uh, yeah. in creating some very decorative plastic pots in solid colors or different different shapes and sizes, and plastic in Florida. Uh, Whether it be a patio or a porch or near your front door, plastic doesn't uh, evaporate the soil, and you're going to be watering a lot less, and it's a lot better for your plants. And they'll last a very long time. Um, The red clay, um, you know, it's easy to break those if you move them, and they do evaporate the water. They pull, it's like almost like a candle wick it pulls the water right out of the soil. So, um, yeah, we would like the, the plastic pots of any size, and they do really well in sun or shade, and they'll last a very, very long time.
1: Wow, that's great. Okay, we're going to take our final break, and if you have any questions, the number is 516-387-1944 here with Robert Bowden it's Friday in the garden getting some tips for uh the gardeners and wannabe gardeners and uh make sure you uh check us out this is G's power hour on never had it so good entertainment and we will be right back does it appear the long arm of the law is working against you instead of for you whom do you call when the boys in blue are pursuing you when the wrong person behind bars may end up being you. With over 40 years combined legal expertise, Anderson and Welch bring to bear a smart, sound, sensible defense of those caught in what may be the unrelenting grip of the legal system. Turn to Anderson and Welch first to get ahead of trouble, not fall into it, by calling 561-832-3386. That's 561-832-3386. That's Anderson and Welch Law Firm online at com. Hey there, welcome back to G's Power Hour I Never Had It So Good Entertainment. I am your host, G. Thanks so much for being with us today this beautiful Friday, Friday in the Garden with Robert Bowden. And you have a few more minutes to ask him some questions. The number is 516-387-1944. Um, so, you know and we we also haven't talked about we talked about tools uh, we haven't talked about clothing you know um and some people you know they probably think you throw on a pair of jeans and a t-shirt and you can go go for it uh, what's the best attire I guess something that's comfortable durable and and maybe allows you some flexibility uh, well what do you what do you wear
0: well first of all you need a nice pair of gloves and, um,
1: sure. yes. you know, I always, bought,
0: I always bought leather gloves, um, but recently um, I've been wearing gloves that are um, made of heavy-duty cloth, and one, they're very easy to put on and off. Um, you know, sometimes the leather gloves are a little tough to put on. The other thing is mm-hmm. they can be washed, so they're very comfortable. You know, once you uh, have a pair of goat skin gloves and you get them dirty and wet, um, they're 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 not very flexible anymore. So, mm-hmm. and you don't pay a lot. You don't pay a lot for cloth gloves. So, um, you know, I don't mind getting dirt under my fingernails. That's I've always had it. I don't like working on cars and getting the grease under my finger, but dirt I don't mind. But it just it just uh, it gives you better grip sometimes by wearing Mm -hmm. gloves, and it's certainly going to protect your hands from uh, a lot of uh, prickers and uh, scrapes and things like that. Um, So cloth gloves, um, I've started using those recently, and they're, they're really good. Now, if you're going to be working in roses or anything with prickers, then clearly you're going to need something that has a leather glove. But if you're just... Um working in the garden, just general gardening stuff cloth gloves are great and they they're inexpensive they can they they can be washed. The other thing I recommend um to people is that they have a good hat now, for the longest time, I always just wore a baseball hat, a cap out in the garden you know it keeps mm-hmm. my bare head for it keeps my bare head from getting sunburned. And, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, it has a good visor on it so the sunlight doesn't get in my eyes. But we had a, a, when I was working at Lou Gardens, um, we had a guest who used to visit every day. And uh, whenever I would see him, uh, he had, and I don't mean to get disgusting here, but he had a little bit less of an ear whenever I saw him. Mm -hmm. Uh, and I really felt bad for him, but simple fact is, um, he said, "Robert, get rid of that baseball hat you're wearing, and get yourself a hat with a wide brim on it." And I mm-hmm. and I he I saw why he recommended that because um, he got cancer on his ear, and and they had to cut it off, and then they cut a little bit more and a little bit more, and it's a lot more oh, no. common than people think it is. And, a, and a, a baseball cap is worthless. I mean, it does keep the thumb off your head, and it gives you a visor, um, but you need a, a hat with a brim. So you can get an a inexpensive straw hat. You know, I used to get um, straw hats at Kmart for, you know, 6 or $7, and I'd go through three or four of those every year. Um, but I've changed over from a straw hat to a cloth hat that has a brim on it. Now we're not, you know we're not talking a brim that's four or five inches. We're looking at a brim that maybe three inches wide, um, but it has a couple things on it that I really like. One, um, they're cloth, and they can be washed. Right. And you know you're out there in the garden, it's sweaty, and you're you're um, taking your dirty hands, and you're pulling it on and off. Uh, it has a little string on it so when you're working somewhere you don't have to have it on your head you can still put it behind your on your back so you know a cloth hat with a brim that could be washed um, I know it looks dorky I know it looks kind of silly out there but I just wish more people who worked outside wore mm-hmm. a hat with a brim on it for the reasons I mentioned so hats are really good um, We have A number of um, People in the neighborhood That wear long sleeves And I remember mm-hmm. when I moved From Ohio to Key West when I was 19 um, The first thing I did was to buy long sleeves Because The sun from Ohio to Florida is different And I recognized that I was getting Sunburned really fast and oh, wow. it's certainly easy to get some bad things happening with your skin. So sometimes people use uh, long sleeve shirts as well. And um, I find that if it's really bright and I'm going to be out all day that I'll wear uh, a, a shirt um, that has long sleeves on it for that reason. So, And you can get some that are comfortable. You know, they'll wick the water away, I think, some of the fishermen shirts by Columbia and stuff like that work really well for that, and they're very comfortable and not hot. So, a good hat and a good pair of gloves is hard to beat.
1: Do you use an SPF a sunscreen? No,
0: no, nope. you don't. Okay. Never have. Okay. Never have. Because um, there's a you know there's a lot of controversy about that. Some. There right. are there is a segment of people that think number one it doesn't work. number two it can actually cause problems um I had a, a dermatologist who swore against it because he was he's always thought that it would cause more problems than it helped so you know I think if you wear the brim a hat and you wear long sleeves and you wear gloves working in the garden, no, I don't use any of that, and you know I you know, you're out working it's 98 degrees. That's something not going to stay on there very long anyway. Right. Right. So but try to you, go out in the morning. You, you, <laughs> you, that's right. Yeah, go out in the morning or, or after dinner. If no other reason because that's the only time you can go out there and stay in the heat. You know, it's hot yeah. and humid out there. So, you know, I find now that I turned 70, I can't spend. Any time out in the garden After lunch anymore You know I'll go Mm. in the house And you know read some books Or I'll look online or order some things But um, I usually don't go back out After lunch I go out after dinner And do a little gardening And that's a nice time to do it Or I'll walk through the gardens With my wife after dinner With a cup of coffee And just enjoy the yard Not a bad thing Yeah
1: and if you're going out um, after dinner around dusk, you want to have that uh, thermosel clip on, right, for the mosquitoes?
0: <laughs> yes, you do. And the mosquitoes, the noceums, you know, the no noceums, the little tiny bugs, they would just right. eat you alive. So, yeah, you, you need a spray. And there's a lot of good sprays that are more organic than they are, you know, I mm-hmm. always have a problem. Spring 100% deep on my body or on my kids but there's yeah. a lot of good materials out there so uh, you can do that as well
1: Robert Merry Christmas thank you so much uh, and, and when are you teaching classes?
0: Um I have you have to go to Lou Gardens, um, Eventbrite Lou Gardens and look for the classes. I teach probably uh five or six every month. In fact I'm oh, teaching okay. a class tomorrow on what how to teaching? grow roses in Florida. <gasps> I'm teaching those to oh. the garden.
1: Uh, yeah. I wish I could go to that one. I can't do it but oh my gosh. Next time you're doing it I wanna I, know for sure.
0: I usually yeah, I usually teach that twice a year. Um, But just go to Eventbrite and look in their loo gardens, and I'll teach probably five or six every month. And I Mm -hmm. teach them on Thursday, Thursday evenings and Saturday. And uh, I usually teach two classes on Saturday. So we had uh, Rose Growing Simplified, and that's tomorrow. Uh, And that starts at 9.30, and you can – If you're so inclined, you can walk in. Uh, You can pay right at the counter and take that class. We had one for what we call transplanted gardeners, Um, but um, there wasn't enough uh, participation in that, so we canceled it. But usually um, Thursday night I'll teach a class, and then I'll teach classes on Saturday. So just go to Eventbrite and look under Lou Gardens and see what classes I'm teaching. And I also teach two classes at Valencia as well. So if you're um, enrolled in Valencia, you can take some of these garden classes that I teach as well.
1: Well, thank you. Good to know, and and I'm going to definitely try to catch that next class on the roses because I love roses, and my mom did too, and I, I want to try to get my rose garden back up and running. But uh, you have shared a lot of great information today, and so thank you so much for the time, and have a Merry Christmas to you and your family. Take care and be well.
0: Thank you, and Merry Christmas to you and your family as well. Bye-bye.
1: Bye-bye. Thank you. And thank you all for listening. This has been G's Power Hour on Never Had It So Good Entertainment. Be well, be safe, be blessed. Please be careful with if you're out shopping in terms of, you know, don't be hasty. Don't run into each other. Um, also, watch your purses. Watch your the stuff that you're putting in your cars and stuff like that. You take extra precaution, please. And uh, thank you again for listening. G's Power Hour. I never had it so good entertainment. Please remember, all real power comes from God. Take care.